0: Welcome to the Tech Study Hall Podcast with your host, my dad, Dr. Rich Smith. Let's get started! Thanks, Finn, and welcome to episode 114 of the Tech Study Hall podcast, where you can go to explore all about 21st century learning and ed tech integration in a safe space in hopes to take steps forward in your tech independence. My name is Rich, and after taking a little time off to refresh and to rejuvenate, I'm glad to be back here with you today to talk about an amazing resource for your digital learning needs. I hope you took some time for yourself during this holiday. I, it was sure a different way to celebrate with our families, but in a way, It was refreshing to really take some time to enjoy time with each other without the hustle and bustle of traveling and creating things to do. Uh, I know last Christmas we gifted our parents with a Facebook portal and thought it would be a fun way to stay in touch with our frill type item, kind of a little tech toy to play with, a different way of keeping in touch with family. Uh, Little did we know that uh, that fun little gadget gift would become our way to stay connected during the pandemic. So we've been celebrating milestones and birthdays and holidays using that portal regularly since about March. And honestly, we've never experienced the usefulness of any other gift so prolifically. Um, It was the right purchase at the right time for sure. So continuing with our social distance celebrations, we did Christmas and New Year's via our Facebook portals. And I truly hope that all of you had some time to celebrate um, safely the holidays with your families and had some time to reflect and relax as you rang in 2021 for the new year. But most of all, that you're safe and staying healthy. Uh, So we'll all get into today's tool spotlight in just a minute. But first, just as a reminder for our first-time listeners, our goal with Tech Study Hall is to inspire educators to explore new ways to use technology as a way to accent their lessons while using 21st century learning strategies to keep our students engaged. Now, whether that's using tech or not, the way our learners obtain knowledge is different from the way we experienced it. But the one thing that hasn't changed in the importance of relating our learning experience to a world That makes sense for them. Today's objective. On today's show, I would like to highlight what I consider an oldie but a goodie resource with regard to a fair and neutral resource packed with materials and absolutely free for both teachers and students. Absolutely no catch at all whatsoever. It's absolutely free. So... I call it an oldie but a goodie because I discovered this tool as part of my involvement with my local PBS Affiliates Education Network Council back in 2013. And at the time, I taught reading and religion for our 7th and 8th grade students. And while resources for reading were abundant, resources for teaching religion, not so much online. So I also served as the school's technology coordinator at the time and always looked for great ways to incorporate digital flair for our lessons. Taking part in the network council was a game changer. I got to meet some amazing education professionals from my area, while uh, they, and they all came from a wide array of experiences, and the session was about sharing with one another the items that we held close in our tool belts and uh, those that we found helpful in getting the word out and, and to, to enhance our lessons. It was during one of these meetings that the station representative shared with us about using the PBS Learning Media Library. Since then, the Learning Media Library has not only grown to be more robust, but become a great opportunity for material development and become very interactive with learning management systems, including Google Classroom. So without further ado, let's jump into the PBS Learning Media Library right now. I hope that it becomes as useful for you as it was for me back in 2013. Time for the lesson. Now, let's jump in with the PBS Learning Media Library uh, with how to sign up for it. As mentioned before, getting access to PBS Learning Media Library is absolutely free for both teachers and students. You can sign up for a free account using Gmail, email, or Facebook if you're a teacher. Students can uh, have an ID created for them, or they can use their Google Apps for Education account to sign up through the website as well. Now, let's take a moment to talk about connectivity and student signups for a second. What's nice about the PBS uh, Learning Media Library is that you can share content with just about any learning management system or you can set up your students directly in the PBS Learning Media Library if you don't have access to a learning management system at your school and share content with their login that way. Student information is secure and at the forefront of their access to these materials. So it's nice that you can choose to connect to your existing system or work within their safe space. Now, that brings us to the materials that you'll find on the PBS Learning Media Library. You'll notice right away that uh, you have four ways to search as soon as you get into the PBS Learning Media Library. You can search by subject, grade level, um, by the grade standard, or via a a generic search field where you can type in your search options. Now, to search by subject, they have uh, different areas of study, broken down, math, reading, English, you name it. Uh, They even offer subcategories under each main subject to choose from to get you closer to the material that you might be searching for. The grade level search is helpful and breaks the search into categories on pre-K, early upper elementary, upper elementary, middle school, and high school. To search the standards uh, is just as easy as you can choose between common core, the national standards, state standards, and the next generation standards in your searches. So those three search key options by subject, by grade level, by uh, core standard are really helpful when trying to plan your lesson, especially the standard one. If you're trying to hit a particular standard in your class, you can search for that standard and see what PBS recommends. Now, the last search option is simple text searching. Uh, which will yield some pretty high results. But once you're in the search for your particular topic, let's say we were to look up algebra, it's going to give you the results of all of those. It come up with like 600 or something like that responses when I was, when I was playing with this. Um, and then on the left-hand side of the screen, you can actually filter them down further from the results screen by grade, uh, subject, resource type, language. I think there's two or three different languages you can search for inside the PBS Learning Media Library. Um, accessibility options, and other options for filtering. Now, the search options are very powerful and designed to aid educators in getting their desired materials as fast as possible. So, I mean, they've really minimized with the search options uh, the frustration that you feel when you go into a website and it's just just not what you're looking for, even though you're typing in those particular topic uh, line items. Now, when you find your desired content, as mentioned before, you can send it right to Google Classroom or click on an option for assign or share. So it's kind of nice. You can send it right to Google Classroom, or you can get links to to hook it up to your LMS or to send it to their internal uh, system for sharing information with your classes. Now, this option allows you to share that information right through some other links as well. You can use Remind. Um, You can send it directly to your student's email. You can actually share it out via social media as well. The content can also be shared through your class, as I said before, that was built on your PBS Learning Management uh, Library website. You can share options also provided using the Link Lesson Builder tool where you can add discussion questions or instructions along with the content. So it's really kind of neat because if you find something maybe that's just a video or the lesson didn't have a whole lot of materials that went with it, then you can build your own and share it through their content website. You can also add the content on the PBS Learning Media Library to your favorites. So you find one of those videos, but you're in a role and you see a bunch of different videos that might make the cut. You can actually click and favorite that video. It'll store it into a playlist, um, for lack of a better word. Um, And you can go back into the favorites inside your profile and take a look at all the videos that you curated. And then you can go through and assign and figure out what you want to do. So it's really kind of cool, that search feature, that search and find, that search and save, um, and this, the search and share options are very powerful inside the PBS Learning Media Library. And once you're finished looking, you know you just go up, as I said before, your profile ID to the top right corner of the screen and navigate to your favorites and find all those uh, treasures that you saved. Now, perhaps one of the amazing options um that I have found within the PBS learning media library is the support materials that can accompany your lesson. First, you can be assured that all the material hosted by PBS is fair and neutral in terms of content and added with the intent to educate, not formulate, not create bias, not push one way or the other. It's really clearly there just to educate. The video resources are curated and age-appropriate, so it comes high on my go-to list when looking for good quality content. While this list doesn't come with every video or media opportunity, you can rest assured that each video helps you to connect each entry to all the standards possible. The media is pretty diverse. Along with video content, you can find audio and images too. Uh, Some of that content belongs to collections so that you can find other media that supports its message. Still yet, some of the videos are interactive as well, so you can participate directly along with the media content inside the content itself. You have the ability to locate media on the PBS Learning Media Library and find full-blown lesson plans and other supplemental materials like teaching guides and lesson content documents for students to utilize along with the media content that you find. And, again, that's not with every video, but it's a good chunk of change um, when you're looking for great content. So if you're finding good lesson plans and content that goes along with it that's you know it's been curated and checked and double-checked, um, you know, it's, it's a good quality resource for you. Now, I also love the focus on teacher-created content as well. You can peruse content that others have submitted to the PBS Learning Media Library. If you have a favorite media lesson that you've developed, you can offer you can offer it up to the PBS Learning Media Library to submit as well. And can we just highlight again for a minute that the amazing lesson plans and supplemental materials that could be available here, connecting your media to the students, having possible assignments and assessment options, And then the plan that takes you through the prep and implementation are all the fixings for a successful lesson recipe. And it is housed on this one site. Plus, some of the entries also lead you to other resources that you might be interested in in pursuing outside of the collections options previously mentioned. So related resources to readings or maybe other websites that they might recommend that you follow up or help support your lesson uh, that you're trying to implement is like having a digital mentor at your disposal. Another hidden gem on the PBS Learning Media Library website is the profile menu called Tools. Here you can develop lesson materials to build complete interactive lessons, make a quiz, create a content-rich storyboard, or puzzles for your learners. And again, did I say free resource for you? Um, It really is powerful. And then the final thing I wanted to point out from this particular um, perusal of the PBS Learning Media Library is looking out for your development as well. Under the subject search option, there's a professional development option that has categories like planning and preparation, assessment and evaluation, uh, learning environment, and so much more. These media options give great reason for thinking and reflecting on your professional practice. So I highly recommend that you take a look at those resources too. Again, stop in there, check it out. It doesn't hurt uh, just to keep something like that in your tool belt. And then if you're finding yourself getting frustrated with some of the um, items that you can't really find for yourself, then you always know you can go to PBS Learning Media Library. If you get really comfortable with it, you might find yourself stopping there first. And if you can't find it there, then you have some other secondary resources to go back on. So either way, it's a win-win situation. It's a great support for teachers in the classroom and really goes along with the historic Um, nature of what PBS is all about, to bring a new medium of education, to bring a new medium of resources out for teachers to enhance their learning. So I highly recommend you check it out. Uh, Again, that's the PBS Learning Media Library, and the link for it will be inside the show notes. It's time to wrap it up. You know, I remember coming home from school and watching The Electric Company, uh, maybe Sesame Street, of course, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, and many others. I used to master the whole game, which one of these things is not like the other, um, when they used to play that on Sesame, Sesame Street. And remember when Snuffleupagus first entered the scene, there was that big mystery wrapped around it. You know, all of these things shaped us as students um, growing up. And, and what an amazing opportunity that PBS offered us as kids is to give us those types of resources to keep our minds turning without really knowing that we were keeping our minds turning, right? And during school, I remember the teachers used to have this laminated sheet of a schedule. And it was a TV schedule they used to keep by the TV on the cart in the room. And um, our teachers would use shows like Reading Rainbow, uh, The Letter People. I remember Dragon Wagons and Wax um, and a couple of others just to accent their lessons in the classroom. It was a great quality and learning content uh, that PBS offered our teachers and parents that they didn't have to worry about screening it for content. For this reason, I absolutely love PBS Learning Media Library for the same reasons, as a phenomenal way to find good quality resources to add tech to accent our lessons. It's a great way to find amazing quality content that's safe for our learners, going to meet the needs of our lesson building, and possibly provide you with supplemental and or other leading resources and opportunities. So I I recommend that you check it out. Uh, Go to the PBS Learning Media Library again. That link will be in the show notes. And if you're so inclined, support your local PBS station affiliates at the same time. You know, for for decades now, they've really dedicated themselves to offering a resource for all of us, all of humanity, that's going to be fair, balanced, um, really everywhere you go. And and you can't beat uh, the quality of the content. I mean, it's not something that drags, something that tries to keep you interested. It gives you hooks, and it gives you real good feelings about the learning that you're doing with and for your students. I look forward to exploring more about this tool as well um, as I try to find, now that I'm teaching technology, uh, find ways to use that. Um, you know, there's some great footage on robotics and engineering and, and employing STEM concepts, so if that is your wheelhouse, you know they've got content for you there too. I Again, go there. I, I highly recommend that you check it out. Now, this episode, I've kept a little bit short just to kind of ease us back into, or I should say ease myself back into this whole podcasting schedule, Um, but if you'd like to talk about what's making things work in your classroom during this pandemic, or just in general, or how you use technology to accent your lessons, or how you employ 21st learning strategies to work for you, I want to talk with you. I want to have you on the show. I want you to share the good that's happening in your room with the others that need to hear a little bit of that good, or need to have a little bit of that strategy planning right now. To relate good teaching to practice in today's modalities is is what we're supposed to be all about. We need to share that out with each other. So I'd love to have you on the show. Please feel free to reach out to me via Twitter at DrSmith underscore EdTech. Or you can um, reach out to me via email at rmstechspot at gmail.com. Again, that's DrSmith underscore EdTech or via email at rmstechspot at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Rich here reminding you to give tech a try any small step forward is still part of the greater journey of learning. This has been Tech Study Hall. Class is adjourned. Be well, everyone. Music and sound effects used during Tech Study Hall is provided royalty-free under the Use and Mention license from HookSounds.com. Other music and sound effects are courtesy of Bensound.com and IncomeTech.com. For more information about how you can be a part of Tech Study Hall, contact Rich at rmstechspot at gmail.com or visit www.techstudyhall.org for follow-up information, research, or contact options.